All right, Shabbos, say good morning, good morning, and let us begin. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Kislev, to thank Josh and Becca Friedman for dedicating all the Shurim this month, Le'iloi Nishmas, Josh's father, Yisrael Yehuda, Ben Rav Chaim Rafael Zichron of the Brachan, to thank Sammy Amaka Esterson for dedicating all the Shurim and Joshos this month in memory of their parents, Yitzchak Leib Ben Aaron Akoin, Sarah Rachel Bas Baruch Avram, and, and Hinda Bas Henech Ephraim, and the schus of the continued Gizunt and Hatzlacha, Mr. Morton Esterson, Admev Esim Shalim Tovos. To thank the Pepper family for dedicating the Shurim this month, commemoration of the yard site of Yosef Pepper, Yosef David Zichron Levracha Ben Yaakov, and our Dathyomi sponsors today, the friends of Menachem Schoenfeld, in honor of his birthday. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, that is the gift that keeps on giving. Admev Esim Shalim Tovos. All right, Jabosi, with that, let us, let us begin. So we are continuing, Jabosi, today's daf is Nun Zion 57, and we are picking up Emir Hashem at the Mishnah on Nun Vav Amid Beis 56b, the last Mishnah on the daf. Hanodar min ha'ir. Person makes a nether not to enter into the city. I say, what does that nether mean? So mutuli khan is the tchuma shalir. So we'll say, very interesting halacha. So they are permitted, sorry, They are permitted to enter in to the Tchum. Now, we'll remember again, in Halacha, every single city has a 2,000 uh, Amma boundary around it. So therefore, Halacha Lamayi say, even if you took a Nadar not to enter into the city, you have the ability to enter into the Tchum of the city. But you are not permitted to enter into what we call the Ibura. And I've said, this is actually very interesting. What's the Ibura? If you look at the Rush, Left, bottom left hand corner. So the rush in the wide lines, three lines up from the end of the rush. You'll see the rush there says, So I'll say, this is actually interesting. So, so Ibura Shalir is a 70 and two third Amma extension to the boundary of the city. So if you remember again, we actually learned this in our Arabian days, right? That essentially the municipal borders of a city is automatically extended by 70 and two-thirds amma. That's called the Ibura Shalir because the Rashi is just like, well, he says, he says, So it's called Ibura because just as the stomach of a pregnant woman extends, so so to again, this Ibura Shalir extends the city. So just to understand what this does in Halacha. What this does in Halacha is, it says that the actual edge of the city is 70 and two-thirds amma from where the official city ends. So when we measure, when we measure Tchum Shabbos 2,000 amos, 2,000 amos from the end of the city, in fact, Tchum, Tchum Shabbos is really 2,070 and two-thirds amos out, right? Because you measure the Tchum not from the actual edge of the city, but 70 and two-thirs amma out. So therefore, again, Alokha, what I'm saying is like this. If I make an edger not to enter into the city, I'm allowed to enter into the trom, to the trom, but I'm not allowed to enter into the ibor. The because the, here's the difference: the ibor is considered to be an extension of the city itself, versus the trom, which is the trom. So therefore, again, I can enter into the trom, I can't enter into the ibor. Aval hanodra min abayis, but if you make an edger not to go into a house. You are not permitted to enter in from the doorway inside. From the doorway inside. 
But I must say, if you take a look, um, good, if you take a look at the rush again, same place in the rush, so the agaf, the agaf we're translating as the door frame, that's the area where the door closes, right? So when the door closes, that area that the door occupies is called the door frame. So pretty much what that means is, if you make a nether not to go into a home, you can't enter, when the door is closed, you can stand outside that door, but once that door is open, you cannot go in. Even up, the chap over here is, even if you're standing under what? The thickness of the door frame itself, you still can't enter into that home. From the, from the, from the we'll call it the width of the door frame in, is considered to be inside the house. Beautiful. Says the Mishnah, how do we know that the Ibor, the 70 and two-third Amma extension of a city, is considered to be like the city itself? This is actually incredible. So the Pasuk says, this is in the beginning of Sefer Yoshua, when they're planning the conquer of your, the conquering of Yericho. So the Pasuk says, Yoshua was in Yericho. Yoshua was in Yericho. So the Gemara says, might be Yericho. What does it mean Yoshua was in Yericho? If you think it actually means that Yoshua was actually in Yericho. Let's remember again, this is before the walls came down, right? So before the city was breached. So if you think it actually means that Yoshua was actually in Yericho, the Pasuk says explicitly that Yericho was a walled city, very high walls, an impenetrable city. Ella, so how could it be that Yoshua is in Yericho? Ella, Shmamina Bi'ibura. Rather, I will say, what must it be? He was in the Ibor. He was in the 70 and two-third extension of the city. I, the Gemara says, Ema. So we'll say, what do you see from here? You see from here that when you're in the Ibor of the city, you're in the city itself. And therefore, again, for Nadarim purposes, if you made a Nadar, not to enter into the city, you can't enter into the Ibura Shalir as well. Incredible. I says the Gemara, well, if you're saying that maybe the Tchum is like the city itself as well, which I will say, by the way, is often how we go ahead and we look at Tchum. Right? Tchum is often viewed as an extension of the city. I So maybe Allah, again, the Tchum should be like the city itself as well. And therefore, if you make another not to enter into the city, perhaps you shouldn't be able to enter into the Tchum, to which the Gemara says, when the Pasuk speaks about the Tchum, what does it say? It says, you should measure from outside the city. So what do you see from here? The Tchum itself is considered to be outside of the city. Good. Number one, person makes a nether not to enter, this, enter into the city. You obviously can't enter into the city itself. You can't even enter into Ibura, the 70 and two-thirds extension. But you are permitted to enter into the Tchum. Beautiful. Next. So the next halacha was, I make a nedr not to enter into a home. Not to enter into a home. So what's the halacha? I can't go ahead and enter from the door frame and in. Right? So that's the halacha. You can stand outside the door frame, but you cannot enter into the door frame itself. So or I should say, from, from the width of the door frame inward, you cannot enter. I says the Gemara, says the Gemara, but from the doorway outside, it's okay. So just understand something interesting. So just in the structure, in the way the Gemara is understanding or imagining over here the structure of a home. 
So I'll say, you could have something called a mashkov. So we're going to say this in just a moment. We'll say this outside. What's a mashkov? How do we translate a mashkov? A mashkov is often translated as a lintel, right? The top part of the doorway. Agof, agof is the door frame itself. What's the definition of a door frame here? So I'll say, we often use these terms interchangeably, but you're going to see the Gemara is using them very distinctly. What's the door frame? What's the agof? The agof is the thickness of the area that the door occupies when it's closed. That's called the door frame, right? So for example, the door could be closed, right? That's the door frame. But the lintel, you could still be standing underneath the lintel, right? You could have an extended lintel and the door frame, let's say, is even in the interior of the lintel, right? So I'm standing under the lintel, but I'm outside of the agof. So what we just said in the Mishnah is if I make a nether not to enter into a home, where am I not allowed to, right? what, what am I not allowed to enter into? What can't I enter into? The agof, the door frame. So I could be standing, so according to the, according to the Mishnah, for, I, to, I could still be in compliance with the nether and standing under the lintel, but outside of the door frame. Okay, so that's the Mishnah means. The Mishnah says, In other words, from the agar, from the door frame outside low, it would not be prohibited. It's, it's permitted to stand there. So is that true? Listen to this, I will say. So what, that's tell, what's that, what, what that is telling me is that from, the, from outside of the door frame, even under the lintel, is still considered to be chutz labayis, outside of the home. But is that really true? Says the Gemara, massive. So massive, Rav Mari, listen to this, by Saras Habatim. So the Torah says, when a Kohen declares a home afflicted with Saras, he has to make the declaration outside of the home. He doesn't declare Saras, in other words, he doesn't declare Saras Habayis inside of the home, but rather he has to be standing outside of the home. You might have thought that the coin goes, goes, oh, excuse me, the coin goes home, the coin goes home, his to his own home, and then he declares Tzara'as on the home. Tamba Glomar, Pesach Habayis. Torah says, no, he's supposed to go to the entranceway of the house. Il Pesach Habayis, Yochol Yamotachara, Mashkov, Biyaskir. So you might have thought when it says that he has to leave the home, or he goes to the entranceway of the home, that he could stand, he could stand. At the entranceway, at the Pesach Habayis, even underneath the Mashkov. So we'll say, I might have thought that the Queen is allowed to stand under the lintel. Talmud Lomar, Min Habayis, Ad Shigetzi Min Habayis Kulo. Therefore, the Torah says, No, no, no. Before making the declaration, the Queen has to leave the home, Min Habayis, until he leaves the home in its entirety. So, how does this mean? So, how does this materialize? Omid Besara Mashkov, Diaskir. We will say when the coin wants to declare Sarah Sabayis, the Torah tells us he has to leave the home, but he has to be in proximity to the home. How do you leave the afflicted home, but still be in proximity? You have to essentially be standing outside of the lintel. Outside of the lintel. What do you see from this Gemara? What do you see from this Gemara? That the definition of outside the home is outside of the lintel. Well, this contradicts our Mishnah. Because according to our Mishnah, our Mishnah says, what's the definition of outside the home? Right? Outside the what? Outside the agav, the door frame. But remember, you could be standing outside the door frame, but yet still under the lintel. So I will say, so which one is it? Which one is it? When, when am I considered to be out of the home? Is it when I'm outside of the door frame, like the Mishnah? Or is it when I'm outside the lintel, like the discussion by Tsaras? To which the Gemara says, Minayim. I'm sorry, I didn't finish up. By Tsaras. Minayim. How do you know about say? So ideally, the coin has to be outside of the home. 
What's the definition of out? But yet yeah, still in proximity. What's the definition of outside but still in proximity? Outside of the lintel. But how do I know that if at the end of the day he made the Tzara's declaration while standing inside the afflicted home, or for that matter, after having gone back home to his own home, that such a declaration is valid. So I'll say Torah says he has to go to has to seal off the home. However, he sealed it off. Fine. So we'll say, so again, back back to our problem. But now now we have a problem. What's the problem? What is the definition of outside the home? According to the Sugi and Saras, the definition of outside the home is outside of the lintel. You can't be sitting on the lintel. According to our Mishnah, the definition of outside of the home is is outside of the door frame, the agaf, which could still be under the lintel. So which one is it? To which the Imran says, no, no, no. Shiny gabe bayis tixiv min habayis ad shiyatza ad shiyatzim min habayis kulo. Shabbos say, to which the Imran says, it's not a contradiction. It's two different criteria. It's two different criteria. Ultimately, again, Shabbos say, in this case over here, the Torah says, the yatza coin min habayis. That lotion of min habayis essentially tells us that the coin has to be fully, holy, holy, and totally removed from the home. The definition of being totally, holy, and fully removed from the home is outside ultimately of the mashkov. But for Nadarin purposes, for Nadarin purposes, what the Gemara wants to suggest is that halacha being out of the home means what? In other words, I will say, remember again, what's the nether? What's the nether over here? The net there is that I'm not going to get benefit from the home. At which point in time are you no longer driving benefit from the home? Once you're outside of the doorframe, right? Once the interior of the home is no longer accessible to you, then by definition, the normative, what we call Hanav home. Now, I could say, but one second, standing on the lintel gives me Hanav from rain. So remember, by Nidarim, the, the overwhelming operative phrase that we always go with is, Benidarim halchul achar lashon b'nei adam. We always go with the way colloquially people speak. So remember again, when a person speaks of benefit from their home, what type of benefit are they referring to? Interior benefit. So therefore, when I make a nether not to get benefit from my home, the understanding of that ultimately is interior benefit. Interior benefit. So therefore, if I'm not allowed to derive interior benefit, up until what point at home am I able to access? The door frame. The door frame. You can't go past the door frame, because once you go past the door frame, I'll say, what, what, where are you? Once you go past the door frame, you're inside. You're inside. As opposed to by Nozir, sorry, by Mitzorah, by Mitzorah, there's just a different set of criteria. The Torah says, Min habayis, the declaration of, of Tzara'as has to be taken while, when you are totally outside of the home. So we'll say, see, here it's, it's just two different sets of criteria. By Nidorim, when people talk about Hanuk from a home, it's interior benefit. Therefore, you can't access the interior. At what point in time have you accessed the interior of the home? When you're inside of the door frame. Inside the door frame. By, by Mitzorah, the Torah says, where does the declaration have to be made? B'yotzah koin min habayis. He has to leave the house in totality. At which point in time have you totally left the house? Once you exit the lintel. So therefore, it's not a contradiction. Just simply two different sets of criteria. Incredible. What's the top of Nunzayim? 57a. Konam peros ha'elu alai. What's say person makes a nether. Person makes a nether. Ultimately, again, these fruit, these fruit should be konam to me. Remember again, konam. Konam is a kinui, right? Is, is, a, is a similar equivalent term to carbon. Right? So a person essentially saying is, these fruits should be like a carbon to me. Or konam peros ha'elu alai. 
Konam heim alpi, they should be konam to my mouth. Konam heim lifi, they are konam to my mouth. What's the halacha? Asr bechilufehen, or begidulein. We've actually seen this already quoted. Right? The halacha is, the halacha is, not only are you not permitted to partake of those fruit themselves, but even if the fruit are exchanged for something else, or even if the fruit are replanted, and now something new grows from it, you're still not permitted to benefit from the exchange or from the growth. Now, both say, what's the logic? We've seen this already before, but let's take a look. Look at, look at the top run, left-hand side of the page. So the run says very simply, The run says, The run says, in this case over here, remember, you are being item-specific, right? So a person is saying, These fruit should be konam to me. So what are you effectively doing? You're making the fruit hektish. You're making the fruit hektish. Now, by making the fruit hektish, they take on the status of hektish. So what happens with hektish? If you exchange hektish for something... Ultimately, again, even the exchanged item retains sanctity. If you go ahead and replant Hagdish, that which grows retains sanctity. So therefore, again, by making these peros, like Hagdish, you've endowed them with similar status. Good. However, however, Sha'ani Ochel v'Sha'ani Toim. But if a person says, right, that taking a nether, I will not eat, I will not taste. Mutter b'chilufayin u'begidulayin. Ultimately, again, in that case, he is permitted to get benefit from any item that the prohibited item is exchanged for, or even if it's replanted. Once again, take a quick look at the run. So we're skipping a little bit on the run. Look in the wide lines now. Two, four, six, eight, nine lines into the wide lines. Shani ochal, shani toim, motor bechilofem gulein. Dinihi, the shani ochal, shani toim, mafish isura, afilohaki, lo misa bechilofem gulein. Dahaki ochal, chalipin, vikidulin, lo time ano peros. So we'll say, here's the difference. The difference is in the second case over here, I'm saying I won't eat these fruits, right? I won't eat this item. So therefore, because the nature of my nether, A, is not hagdish, and B, is only devolving upon the fruit or the item itself, anything that the fruit is exchanged for is going to be mutter, right? Or for that matter, again, even if the fruit is replanted and something new grows, the new item is not considered to be the original item, and therefore it's mutter. So I will say, but the Mishnah qualifies this. When is this true? When is this true? Bidavar shezaro kala. I will say, now let's just, just understand what's happening over here. When we say, if I say sha'ani toy, right? I take a nether, I'm not going to taste these fruits. This fruit. I'm not going to taste fruit. Right? So I will say, so again, the halacha is, the nether devolves upon the particular fruit. What did the Mishnah say? If I take that fruit and I exchange it for something else, what's the status of the exchanged item? What's the status of the exchanged item? Mutter. Mutter, right? Because the nether itself only developed upon the fruit. Similarly, if I take the apple that I made the nether on and I replant it and now a new tree grows, new apples grow, right? What's the halacha? Mutter. The Mishnah says, by the way, in that case of Gidulehen, of replanting the item and then benefiting from the new growth, when is it mutter? Bidavar shezara kala. That's only in the situation where when you're planting an item, the original item that you planted ultimately decomposes and there's totally new growth from the decomposed item, i.e. there's no remnant of the former item left. But I will say, if you have something, if you have something where when the new item grows, ultimately, again, the original item does not decompose, meaning 
that there's a remnant of the original item, always in the new growth. Even the growths of the growths will be asa. Now, I'll say the truth is, it's a very intuitive statement. Why? Because the Lamaise will say, by the way, the, it's interesting, the Rosh Prince is also the paradigmatic example of this apparently are onions. Right? So apparently the way it works with onions is you have a bulb, you have a bulb, and more onions or more onion grows from that bulb, but the original bulb remains. So that's an example of Davar She'en Zara Kala, something where the original item planted does not decompose. So I was like, it's, it's actually very intuitive. What the Mishnah is saying is like this. When we talk about cases where if you take the original item that's Asr and you replant it, and you are, you write, you plant it, and now anything that grows from that is Mutter, that's presupposing that the original item that was Asr that now you're replanting decomposes. So the original item is no longer there. The new growths are going to be permitted. But if the original item remains, it remains, that anything that comes from that original item, as long as that original item is, is in existence, is going to be Asr. See, then, Gidulin, Gidulin, the growths of the growths are going to be Asr if the original item remains intact. Incredible. So the Gemara goes right to the man says to his wife, Konam Maseyodech Alai. Right, right, not a good idea, right? Right, you're right, you're literally again, konam, your maisyadech, which means your earnings. Now, given your earnings, it also can mean anything you produce. Right, konam maisyadech alai, your earnings are konam to me. Or konam ham lefi, or they're konam to my mouth. Right, konam heim, right, I'm sorry, konam heim, I'm sorry, konam heim alpi, they are asr unto my mouth, konam heim lefi, to my mouth, asr bechilufein, ubegidulein. Ultimately, we'll say, so again, this is a hectish case. Anytime you make a hectish case, the item becomes essentially a chafzad di isura, and because of that, any exchanges or any future growths that come from it are going to be asked. So same as the previous case. Shani ochel, shani toim. Let's say he makes a nether again, I'm not going to eat of your maiseyadayim, or the taste of your maiseyadayim. So we'll say, in that case, because he has not created a hectish scenario, the isra itself is limited, to the actual Maisiyadayim themselves. Therefore, he's permitted ultimately to partake of any item that is exchanged for, or if it's quote-unquote replanted, he could benefit from the growths. But say once again, when is this true? This is only assuming that Allah say you're replanting something where the original growth decomposes. But we'll say if you're replanting something where the original growth does not decompose, in other words, therefore, what's the So In that case, again, even the growths of the growths are going to be asr. Good. We'll say last, last section in the Mishnah. Sha'at ose. Any okal adat hasach. Let's say as it makes, the, it makes a nether. Anything you create or anything you earn, anything you make, right? I will not partake of up until Pesach. Okay, sha'at oza, any miskasa adavasach, anything you go ahead and you make, right? You fashion. I'm not going to partake. I'm not going to benefit from until pesach. I'm going to say this is the nether. This is the nether. So this is a timed nether. Saying I'm not going to partake. I'm not going to benefit from anything you make, anything you earn. Right? I'm not going to utilize up until pesach. Good. So it's halacha. Asta lefnei pesach. Anything she made before pesach, mutar lechol is kasus achar pesach. He's permitted to use it after Pesach. Because remember again, what was the nature of the nether? Anything you make, anything you create, anything you earn, I'm not going to benefit from or wear up until Pesach. That's fine. So you can't wear it or consume it or use it up until Pesach. But after Pesach, 
he's permitted to go and he used it. And what's the chiddush over here, or what's the perceived chiddush? Even though she made it before Pesach, right, and he couldn't benefit from anything before Pesach, so even though it was made before Pesach, he can't benefit from it before Pesach, but he is permitted to utilize it after Pesach. Okay, Sha'at osa. Ada Pesach Eini Ochel. So we'll say, now listen, to, now here there's a change in verbiage. Watch this. If he says, however, I make a neder, that anything you make up until Pesach, I will not eat. Or anything, right, that you create. Sha'at, sha'at, osa, ada Pesach, anything you make, I'm not going to wear. Right? I'm sorry, anything you make up until Pesach, I will never wear. So we'll say, notice the difference over here. See, the difference, in the first case he was saying, Anything, anything you create, I won't eat up until Pesach. So the inference from that is after Pesach, everything is mutter, even though it was made before Pesach. In this case, what he's saying over here is anything made until Pesach, any ochel, I will not eat. Right? So I will say in this case, therefore, asta lifnei Pesach, asra lechol is kasos, achra Pesach. So I will say in this case, Anything made before Pesach ultimately again becomes prohibited. So I will say the distinction between cases one and cases two are says first section and second section, and this in this last section over here is in the first section what he's saying he's prohibiting himself from partaking of anything she makes up until Pesach. But it's on the certain lotion of the neder that after Pesach everything is going to be mutter, even though what it was made or created before Pesach. In the second set of cases, what he's saying over here is anything made up until Pesach is usher to me. Right? Anything created up until Pesach is usher to me. Which means what? Even after Pesach, any item created in that window retains a level of Isser. Again, we'll further discuss this in the Gemara. Next. Last two lines of the, of the Mishnah Bosai. Last two lines of the Zayin of the Dalif. Sha'at nen is the Pesach. Im holacha is atla beisavich adachag. So this is an interesting case. So what's Talacha? Talacha is a husband says to his wife like this. I prohibit you from getting any benefit from me up until Pesach. If, if you go ahead and you go to your father's home up until Sukkot, okay? So we'll say, so an interesting lashon over here. You're not permitted to get any benefit from me up until Pesach if you go to your father's house until Sukkot. Now just to understand, so this is an interesting kind of nether, because what is he doing? He's prohibiting, he's prohibiting net, um, hana upon her for a defined amount of time, up until Pesach, but yet again, the nether is triggered by behavior that extends all the way up until up until Sukkis, right? So remember again, if you can imagine, he's standing, he's standing over here, maybe even in like the 27th of Kislev, for example, right? And he says to her, here's the deal. You cannot get any benefit from me up until Pesach if you go to your father's home anytime between now and Sukkis, right? So this is one of these interesting nidarim where even after the even after the term of the Hanoah is over, the nether is still in effect. So therefore, what's the halacha? Halacha. So I'm sorry. Uh, good. Halacha lefnei Pesach. Pesach. So ultimately, again, if she ended up going to her father's home at before Pesach, okay, she triggered the nether, and therefore is not permitted to get benefit up until Pesach. However, laachar ha-Pesach. They will say, what happens if she goes to her father's home after Pesach? In that case, Baal Yochel. They will say, she say, after Pesach is over. So here's what's interesting about this nether. After Pesach is over, we'll say, so what's her status? Remember, the window of the Isra'na has already passed. Now, here's what's interesting. But between Pesach and Shavuos, she has to be, sorry, between Pesach and Sukkot, she has to be careful. What does she have to be careful about? 
So if she didn't get any hana from her husband prior to Pesach, so then she's fine. But if she did get hana from her husband prior to Pesach, she has to be very careful with not going to her father's home between Pesach and Sukkot. Why? Because if she does go to the home, what happens? What happens? She retroactively is in violation of the nether. Interesting case. Sha'at nanas the adachat. Shabbos says, now listen to this. Remember, same, same type of case. He's, he's telling this to her before Pesach. Tell us where I said. Sha'at nanas the adachat im oleches ad la beisavich adapesach. So this is a reverse case. You cannot get any hanav from me. Right? You cannot get any hanav from me until Sukkot. If you go to your father's house any time between now and Pesach. So once again, let's illustrate this a little bit differently. It's the 27th of Kislev. Husband says to his wife, husband says to his wife, if you go to your father's home any time between now and Pesach, you can't get benefit from me up until Sukkot. Right? Up until Sukkot. Right, so today, today, 27th of Kislev, I say that a man says to his wife, if you go to your father's home between now and Pesach, you can't get Hanav from me up until Sukkot. So what's that? So she goes to her father's home before Pesach. Ultimately, again, she, that triggers the nether. She can't get Hanav from her husband up until Sukkot. Umuteres In this case, once Pesach is over, remember again, the nether itself, or the prohibition to go to her father's home, was only put into effect up until Pesach. So as long as she makes it up until Pesach without going to her father's home, then what? After Pesach, she's permitted to go out to her father's home. Good, beautiful. Let's go back to her. Says the Gemara. Ha'omer le'ishto, konam ma'seyadech alay, konim him lefi, konim him lefi. So let's listen to this, Lefi. So Yishmael ish kfar yama, varmele ish kfar dima, helabiyah. Let's let's listen to this. So this individual, this guy, this man, Yishmael. So some called him Yishmael ish kfar yama, the man from the village of yama. Others say it was Yishmael ish kfar dima. Right, the name of the city, the name of his village wasn't yama, but rather again it was dima. Okay, either way. So let's say, so what what, what happened? Listen to this case. This is such a great case. And actually, very lamaisa. Listen to this. He took a Shemitah onion. He took a Shemitah. Remember again. The is produce becomes hefker. So which means anyone can pick it. There's no problem. In other words, I can go into your field. So this guy, Yishmael, had a Shemitah onion. He had a Shemitah onion. Okay. said, watch this. What did he do? Venato Bishmiyas. He replanted the onion in the eighth year. Post year, this year, right? This year, post year. See, he replanted the onion in year number eight. Verabu Gidulov al Ikaro. And I will say, what happened? This is such an incredible case. The onion grew, Kinainahara, King Yerbu, Shabayas. And I said, what happened? So the onion grew, and now the growth of the onion, the growth of the onion was greater than the original bulb. Right? Remember again. Onions, like we said before, is one of those things where ein zara kala, the original bulb remains, remains in existence. In this case over here, the, uh, the growth, the growth far surpassed the original acre, the, the original bulb. That was it. Now, so here's what's interesting about this. Here's what's interesting. Uh, fine, we'll get this in just a moment. They will say, by the way, isn't that lotion? Isn't that lotion such a, such a beautiful lotion of Rabu Gidulov al-Ikaro? 
So you will say, you know what that phrase is? See, that's the phrase, that's the phrase ultimately of tshuva as well. Sometimes, sometimes what ends up happening is, my, I feel my ikr, I feel my, my essence, my bulb, so to speak, my ruchnius, right? My core is not good, which is not true, right? The whole message of Hanukkah, the whole message of Hanukkah is that your core is good, right? That's the whole message. But again, sometimes in life I feel ikaro. I feel that my core just is not as it should be. So what's the secret to life? If you feel that your core, if you feel that your ikar is not as it should be, rabu gidulav al ikara. So grow. So grow. Grow, gidul is growth. Grow, grow. You're not happy with who you are. You're not happy with where you are. At the end of the day, move yourself forward. Gidulav, have growth. Become a gadol, become great. I want to say, this happens all the time. People lose themselves in the current dissatisfaction of self, right? I'm not happy with who I am. Okay, a lot of us aren't happy with who I am. I mean, I don't even know like that, right? Maybe many people are not happy with who I am. I'm saying, a lot of us are not, many of us are not happy with who we are. So what are you doing? You're not happy with who you are. So I want to say there are three options, right? Option number one is just make things worse, right? Option number two is just complain about it and wallow in it. And option number three is Rabu Gidulav Ali Karo. Do something about it. Do something about it. Become greater. Grow more. Such an incredible use. So in any event, this guy Yishmael took Yishmit to onion. He replanted it. He replanted it. And now Baruch Hashem, it grew. It grew. Rabu Gidulav Ali Karo. So here's what's his shayla. Vagdami Baile. Gidulav Hetar Di Karo Iser. So what's his So now, here's this case. This is a case of where the bulb itself, right, what we call the ichor growth, the ichor growth is aser, is aser. The growths are mutter. Kevan the rabbi gidul of meikaro. Olsen gidule heter malinasa iser. Although, so I'll say it's a very simple shaila. Do we say that if the original growth is aser, the additional growths are mutter? So can we say that now, that maybe the original growth could be bottle in the new growth? That's the shaila. So can, in this case, I want to say the new growth, which is eight-year growth, could that be mevatel, ultimately, again, the new growth? I'm sorry, could that be mevatel, the old growth? So it's what I say, so you should say, kiss a bitel. I have a bulb, that's shemitah. I have growth, that's non-shemitah. There's much more eight-year growth than seven-year growth. Could the shemitah growth become bottle in the new growth? That's the shailah. So I was going to Rabbi Ami. So they came up for Rabbi Ami to ask the shailah. And what happened? So the Havah Biyadeh, Rabbi Yami didn't have an answer. Also, Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha, they came before Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha and said, it sounds, Pashat Le'im Min Hadah. They both said, this is incredible. So Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha answered this question from the following teaching. The Amr Rabbi Chanina, Trisa, Amr Rabbi Yanai, Batzel Shal Truma. Wow, both said, watch this, similar case. You have a Truma onion, a Truma onion. Shinatu, so I'll say, watch this case, you have a Truma onion, and what did you do? You replanted the truma onion, the rabbi gidulav alikaro, and once again, the growth far outpaced or far surpassed the original bulb. So now I have a bulb of truma, new growths of non-truma. So I'll say, what's that? Aha, mutter. Ultimately, again, the onion is now mutter. And I'm going to say, take a look at the ran for just a moment. The ran is actually kind of almost right across. truma should not have rabbi gidulav alikaro mutter. Kilomar, telo havi truma. So we'll say, so again, the Gemara is saying, oh, it's pretty incredible. So now when you have new growths in the onion, the new growths of the onion essentially allow you to go ahead and, and be mevatel, 
the original truma bulb. Now, by the way, the Ran just points out there's something very interesting. He says, "Miu tevel havi to habatlu kidulo vesaikar utekamino muter lomer depakash in truma minei b'shari b'achidas arai." So I'll say, so just to understand, just practically in this onion case, what happens when the new growth of the onion far surpasses the original truma bulb? What's the status of the onion? What's the status of the onion? Mutter. Rabbi say just the Ran says it's mutter, but by the way, it's tevel. Tevel means what? Untied produce. So this is just important. That Allah Chalamaisa, Allah Chalamaisa again, it's untied, so therefore you have to tie that again. In any event, but what do we see from here? What do you see from here? That when you take, when you take an original prohibited item and you replant it, and now again, there is a new level of growth on that item, on that item, the new level of growth has the ability to be mevatal, the original Isser. Incredible. Therefore, I will say, applying this back to the Shemitah case, what should be the Allah by Yishmael's, Yishmael Shemitah onion, what should be the Allah Mutter, because again, the eighth year growth far surpassed the Shemitah growth, and therefore it should be mutter. Incredible. So the Gemara says, So Rabbi Yirmiya, or some say Rabbi said back to him, how could you do this? You have set aside two opinions in the favor of one. So the Ran says over here, Shabik Mar Shrein, Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yonas, and the Srilei, the law also he do love, so what's a very interesting essentially what they were saying is like this you took the opinion of Rabbi Yanai and instead you set aside the opinions of Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yonasan who both disagree with this premise as we're going to see in just a moment they both disagree with this concept that new growth has the ability to be mavata old growth so watch this who are these two opinions who disagree here we go Yolda Shesifka bizkena uba peros. Suppose this interesting case. If you have, I just want to find out once again. To me, it's just so striking. So I'll say, what, what's the machlokis over here? What's the machlokis? Can new growth, can new growth, be mavatal old growth? We'll see. Hear how profound that is. Hear how profound that is. At the end of the day, I'll say, by the way, just understand. Like, like, just let's take a moment just to like, just, just, just like appreciate what's happening over here. Can new growth, can new growth, go ahead and change old growth. It can be about to old growth. So we'll say it's a fundamental machlokes in change. Right, it's fundamental. Then we'll say, just to be clear, is there any opinion on the face of the earth who holds that change is not possible? Is there any opinion like this? Yes, they're just not Jewish, right? In other words, there are plenty of opinions like that. There are plenty of people who say change is impossible. Plenty of people who hold that it's all nature over nurture, and that's it. You are who you are, and that's what it is. A tweak here, a tweak there, but that is not our hashkafa. So we'll say, so what is the hashkafic debate between the, over here? Do we say kidulov mevatlin ikarov? Do we say new growth can be mevatl old growth? That's what's very exciting. Listen, listen to the, hash, the raging hashkafic debate that's happening over here. So I'll say the opinion that says that ultimately new growth can be mevatl old growth. What does that mean? What does that mean? If you're not happy with who you are, what should you do? What should you do? Grow. Grow. Right? Add on new layers. Add on new additional layers of growth. So I'll say that's the first opinion that we saw before. What does the second opinion say? Ain gidulav mevatl ikaro. New growth cannot be mevatl old growth. We'll say, what does that mean? What does that mean? What, is it, what does it mean ashtatically if we say new growth can be mevatl old growth? So you both say, just growing does not affect change. How do you affect change, Rabbi? Say, how do you affect change? You have to go back to the original growth 
I'd be betanking that. See, I will say, there are two different models of change. Sometimes people look at change as adding on new layers, adding on new things, doing things differently going forward, and that's beautiful. But not necessarily addressing the original bulb, the original growth. And I will say, there is a model of change like that. That sometimes addressing the original growth is just sometimes too difficult. The original bulb, too difficult. So instead, what I'm just going to grow is more layers, more layers, more layers, more beautiful. But the second opinion, Ashkafikli, is saying, no, adding on more layers is very nice. But true growth only comes from tackling your bulb. True growth only comes ultimately from looking at your core, figuring out ultimately what is wrong with it, what is flawed within it, what is broken within it, and finding the courage to truly address it. Two different models of change. In any event, okay, so that's the Ashkafa. Back to the Allah. So let's say, so now watch this. Interesting case, let's at least start this today. Yolda Shesifka Biskeno. So we'll say over here, you have a brand new tree. Now, Yolda means a tree that's still in its early years. Remember again, there's Allah of Arla. Arla means for the first three years of the tree's existence, you cannot go ahead and partake of its fruit. So let's imagine the following scenario. You have now an Arla tree and you're grafting it with an older tree. Now the older tree has already left its Arla state. Okay, so now watch this. So Yolda Shesifka Biskina, you've grafted a younger tree with an older tree. Now the Yolda, the younger tree, in its first three years, already has fruit, already has fruit. So you're adding now, if you can imagine, the Yolda tree to the older tree and with younger fruit. What's that? Even though now the new combined growth is more than 200 times the growth of the Yolda, nevertheless, Aser. Ultimately, again, it's Aser. Now I will say, what does that show you? Why is it Aser? Why is it Aser? Because ultimately, again, new growth on top of old growth is not mavatal, the, new, the old growth. Right? So new growth on top of old growth, right? A gidulam is not mevatal ikara. So since over here you have an acre of Arla, that acre of Arla is not bottled with brand new growth. Even if the brand new growth is 200 times more than the original growth. Another example of this, if you planted an onion in a vineyard, Aser, Aser, that's called Klaya Kerem. So you planted an onion in a vineyard, you're not allowed to do that, no forbidden mixtures in a vineyard. And then I will say, what happened? You uprooted the vineyard, but still the onion grew, Aser. The onion ultimately again is going to be Aser. So I will say, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? According to these opinions, these opinions hold that new growth is not mevatal old growth. So Rabosai, what we are left to suggest, suggest you understand what's happening over here. So remember again, how did this whole thing start? How did, right? Who started this whole mess? Yishmael, right? Yishmael started, Yishmael from Kfardima started this whole mess, right? How did he start the whole mess? He took a Shemitah onion, replanted it, much new growth, and came to us with the Shaila. What's the Shaila? Is the new growth mevatal the old growth? The new eighth year growth mevatal the seventh year growth? And Rabosai, it turns out that what's the answer to that? It's a machlokas. A fundamentally, you saw this thing, machlokas, as to whether or not we hold that new growth could be mevat old growth. So we'll stop over here for today. Ultimately, we're leaving off with this machlokas, resolution of the machlokas, Allah of Yishmael's case, Emirat Hashem tomorrow. Shkaya Chara. All right, Chevron Zoom, great to see everyone. Have a good day. Afrelech and Hanukkah. Picked it up or something.